Hey everyone, it's David from the Geek Garage Podcast. I just wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our new partnership with Everyday Superhero Training. They are a gym in Nashville, Tennessee that you should definitely check out. The gym is ran by Julian and Lydia, who make up the Everyday Superhero Training team. And what Everyday Superhero Training is, is a nerd-centric, holistic, personal training and group fitness wellness program taught through the modalities of RPGs, video games, comic books, superheroes, and pop culture nerdiness. Just a few things that they have to offer is a free digital magazine that covers everything that they nerd out about and it is delivered straight to your email inbox. They have a soon-to-be-famous Mission Quest Fitness RPG, Nerd Skills, which is a class that uses specific training tactics to help you improve at activities you already enjoy, superhero tinted group classes, personal training integrated into every level of membership, a supportive and positive environment that wants to hear more about your current D&D campaign or show that you're currently binging, and then how much you can bench. So please support Julian and Lydia by visiting EverydaySuperheroTraining.com for more info on this amazing gym. Thank you. Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Geek Garage. This is episode number 40. We came, we saw, we galaxy conquered. Joining me, as always, is show founder David. What's up, David? Hey, Ted. How are you? Doing well, man. I'm uh, finally recovered from the weekend that was GalaxyCon. Um, when you're old, it takes longer. Yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, we we just, just as we were getting... Like back into the swing of things, Thanksgiving rolls around, all the food kicked my ass. So, yeah. Yeah. So I basically went from like physically exhausted to like, um, uh, you know, full of full of Thanksgiving food and then exhausted because of that. So finally on the road to uh, recovery uh, now. So we decided it was a good time to take a take a minute to look back at GalaxyCon and talk about yep. uh, our experience yep. there. So um, I think uh, first things first, just a big Thank you to the people who run GalaxyCon for even having yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we were talking a lot about this just, you know, before, during, and after the con that, you know, they they could have picked anyone. They could have picked people that have, you know, been coming to the convention for a really long time now. Um, and, you know, they it seems like they took a chance on choosing us who have never been to this convention, have never attended uh, the pot. Don't have a huge like following right. necessarily when compared to some of the other people there. So, right. Um, and the fact that like, we're yeah. not like quote unquote artists, how we did kind of stick out a little bit. And there's this- no quote unquote about it. We're definitely not artists. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I, I was mainly referring to the fact that we weren't selling anything, but sure. Yeah. Um, it, definitely echo what you said we we just want to extend a huge thank you to GalaxyCon for you know for letting us come in and you know promote our brands and um and, and get to talk to people it's very much appreciated and the the people that ran the con um ted i i know that you'll echo this as well just super professional everything was so well run definitely they definitely had their shit together both in terms of 
you know, beforehand as we were like running around like idiots trying to prep, um, they answered all of our questions and, and like gave us the okay for certain things. They were like, no, we, we can't really let you do that because of this or that. And while disappointing to hear that, I mean, I, I definitely get it. They're trying to run uh, a, a convention uh, at a fairly large scale, so they don't want to screw that up. So I, I, or they don't want us screwing that up, I should say. So I definitely understand yeah. that. Um, but yeah. And then during it, you know, um, I've been to a lot of conventions in my life, not all of them like comic book or, you know, galaxy con type conventions, but just sort of conventions in general for work or for music mm. or for what have you. And I can say that this one was definitely, um, much more well-managed than some of the others yeah. I've been to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody that was there, both as an employee of galaxy con, uh, or their parent company, or just a volunteer helping out, like they knew exactly um, what to do, how to do it and helped out in a, in a bunch of different ways. So big thank you to, again, to everybody from galaxy con, uh, as well as all the people that worked at the Kentucky international convention center for just being on top of it and, um, you know, helping out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into like first overall impressions other than, you know, us being eternally grateful, uh, to, to, um, galaxy con just in general. Um, I, uh, I, I think humbled is the first word that comes to mind when, when I think about like my feelings in regards to the convention itself. Like I, I just, I, I felt so humbled in the presence of all these amazing, talented, uh, artists and vendors that, um, you know, we got to know and we got to look at their artwork and talk about their process and, um, and also all the people that came by our booth, um, everyone was just so incredibly nice. And uh, aside from the fact that they were just willing to like talk to us uh, was, was pretty incredible. Right. Yeah. I, I think just the idea that people, a lot of the people that came, I mean, well, first let me say, I, I definitely echo what you were saying. It's very humbling uh, that we were there, especially surrounded by such talented people when we're basically hacks. <laughs> right. Um, but I, just for the people that came up, and listen to our spiel or, you know, talk to us about the podcast. Like it was, it was n notable to me that they all seem genuinely interested in the idea. And what I mean by that is I had several people talk to me and be like, Oh, it's really cool that you guys are so open-ended or so broad spectrum with what you cover, you know, mm -hmm. because the podcast has covered so many different things and we have ideas for even more things that we want to cover that are, um, you know, kind of out there and, and, you know, broad spectrum again. And so many people said that and were like, you know, I listen to this podcast and all they do is talk about like Disney stuff. So I have to go to this podcast and they talk about like comic books or, you know, D&D &D or the MCU or what have you. So they're like, I've got to listen to like five different podcasts to really keep up with the things I like. Whereas you guys cover a little bit of everything. So even stuff that maybe they weren't into, they're like, I learned a little bit about it from your show or I could learn a little bit about it from your show, which I thought was cool. And kind of reassuring because I know one of the things that you and I talked about before is like, do we need to maybe narrow our focus to, you know, two or three things or can, can we keep it sustainable talking about so many different things? And like, can we keep people interested in so many different things? And I think the answer to that is we can. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree. Like uh, th that was a, a feeling I had uh, from day one. It, I don't think anyone ever really like came out and said like, Oh, you cover like too broad uh, of, of topics, uh, you know, in, in your show. I, but it was just a worry of mine. And just like you said, it was kind of solidified this, this weekend, the, that's, 
that wasn't really the case, that people actually enjoy the fact that we talk about so many different things. You know, we're not so, uh, I guess for lack of better words, narrow-minded or, or too niche that, you know, we're just right. going to cover anime or just cosplay or just, you know, um, Netflix shows. Like we, we kind of do it all. And as I said, uh, it was a worry for a very long time of mine that, you know, it was, it was too broad, but it's it's definitely apparent by now that that's actually one of the things that we have going for us as a podcast is that we have that flexibility sure. to to kind of touch on a bunch of different things and bounce around to whatever we feel like maybe more maybe most appropriate due to like you know if we want to cover like uh contemporary topics like movies that are coming out uh, or whatever or or we want to just talk on evergreen topics like cosplay and be like hey you know what's it like to you know do a diy cosplay um so right yeah it's cool to have that flexibility for sure and um i also think it's interesting that a lot of people not only thought it was cool that we were so broad spectrum but like we're willing to just pitch ideas to i mean for a lot of those people they'd never listened to us before had maybe never even heard of us right and they're just like oh uh check out this and do an episode on that like um, it, it was just very reassuring that like uh, the geek culture or nerddom or, you know, whatever you want to call it is like still very much like, I guess, together in a sense, right. so like willing to help one another. I thought that was really cool to see that that's kind of still a thing because, you know, you go on like Twitter or whatever and you have all these people that are quote unquote fans, but they're just like, oh, well, that thing over there sucks. <laughs> I only like this. So it's good to know that like, that's still not the norm. Right. The norm is still like supportive across the board. Right, right. Yeah. Um, one thing that I found uh, probably the most interesting aside from, you know, all the things we've talked about so far is um, the, the platforms that people listen to our show or uh, listen to podcasts in general, like Spotify came up a lot um, as, as well as YouTube, yeah. which, you know, we had discussed previously on the podcast how you know we had, mm. uh, wanted to start making sure our, our all our episodes are available on youtube even just the audio and like a still like thumbnail uh for sure. whatever but you know i i think one of the most popular questions we were asked uh in regards to where we're located on the internet uh, and just in general was like, Hey, are you guys on Spotify? And I was so excited to be able to tell them yes, because, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I would say that, um, Spotify was probably like the number one answer from people when we were like, or asking us where we were available. As. Right. Um, because it's kind of Spotify is kind of morphed into like one-stop shopping. Almost. Yeah. Like you can get almost all the music you could ever want there. Um, plus podcasts, you know, plus podcasts now. So it's like, why would you need another app? Yeah. Um, not to say that the other apps are not as yeah. good. Like I, I personally don't use Spotify, but um, I know a lot of people do. And it's just the convenience of just being able to get everything on one app is really cool. Um, as for YouTube, you know, we have talked about that on the show before when we went to MTAC last year or rather earlier this year, we were both very like people, what? <laughs> right? Like, that's how YouTube is for. Yeah. Um, but Hey, whatever works. Um, I know one of the popular things, particularly among people who said that they use YouTube for podcasts is um, they're able to just pull that up like on their work computer uh, in their browser and just kind of have it in the background. Running. Yeah. Um, and it's just easier for them. So I, I dig that. Uh, you know, that's not how I would do it. But, uh, you know, whatever works. Hey, as long as you're listening. Right. right. That's the whole point. Yes. So. <laughs> I mean, like if you are listening to the show, <clears throat> the last thing on my mind is 
oh, what platform are you using? Like, I'm just elated uh, to the moon and back that you're actually listening to our show because any two idiots sure. can pull up a microphone, plug it into a computer and and talk for an hour or two. So And, and plenty of them yeah, have, right. including yes, us. Yes, including so, us. We're, we're still yeah. idiots with a microphone. Yeah. We just, yes. you know, do public yes. appearances, which... Uh, Although handsome idiots, I would yes, say. Yes, uh, so. absolutely. As long as you don't judge me too harshly well, on my lack of hair, um, you know. Yes, or my anything else that detracts. <laughs> but we're moving right along. Right, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, and speaking of public appearances, um, this is uh, probably the uh, one of the last big takeaways that I had uh, taken down. And I know both you and I agree is like doing pu- more public appearances like this uh, are incredibly beneficial to, to the podcast, at least right now. Um, because, you know, like right. with social media, you can only do so much, um, you know, before you get into like the area of paid advertising and stuff, which, you know, is fine, but like, you know, just, uh, I, I think you put it in a, in a certain way, like, um, social media, you feel like kind of like shouting into the void almost. Yeah. Basically with social media, it's like, it's so inundated. There's so many people. It's basically just like even if you use all your like marketing skills and know what hashtags to use and all that, like there's still thousands and thousands or millions of other people doing the same thing. So at a certain point, it's just like, Oh, you know, here's the 15,000th post about um, whatever episode, like umbrella Academy, just to use a recent episode example, like, Oh, here's somebody else talking about it along with these other 15,000 people or whatever. So at a certain point, it's just like, it's ineffective. Right. Unless you do, like you said, like paid advertising, which even that is not a guarantee of efficacy, you know, um, whereas meeting people face to face, like you can get that, even if it's only like a minute, 30 seconds or a minute, you get that one-on-one time. And, and, you know, if people are genuinely interested, then you've made some connection and they'll check it out. Like we had a lot of people that came up. They're like, yeah, I've never heard of you guys, but I love podcasts. And obviously like, I love geeky stuff since I'm here. So, you know, sure. Let me, let me take a card or, you know, um, are you guys on Spotify? And there are several people that like pulled up and subscribed right on the spot. Yeah. So, um, thank you for that. I don't know that you'll want to keep listening after you hear the first episode, but, uh, you know, Hey, that subscription counts. So, you know, yeah, gonna, no, I, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, after that weekend, I gave it a few days to, you know, let people kind of get settled after the convention and, you know, give them a chance to go through their pockets. And I'm sure they had more than just our business card in, in their pocket. For sure. So I, I wanted to give them a couple days before I went and liked check checked our numbers on you know our, our podcast hosting to to see if our downloads increased and it does look like they are going up from you know uh, before the weekend so it's a good That's sign good. yeah so um so yeah we we definitely want to um you know say thank you to to all those people that that came by and and subscribed on the spot or or for took sure, a button took sure. a card you know showed interest and right so yeah, I think that's a, a an easy way to transition into talking about what from our setup worked. Um, and I think the fact that we had a free product, so to speak, right. worked in our favor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, um, not to knock any of the people around us, or any of the artists who were selling their works, uh, because obviously, like, if I could draw and was at a convention, I'd want to try and sell it as well, because that's something that you're like, you have to work on, right? right? Um, whereas... Like we said earlier, any two idiots can grab microphones and and put a podcast out there and plenty have, including us. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, you know, people were just like, they would come by and be like, oh, the buttons are free. And then they look and be like, well, what are you guys? What do you do? 
you know? Yeah. Um, so that kind of gave us a way in. Um, I also want to thank all the artists that were around us who put up their worst work <laughs> upon request to make us look better by, yeah. uh, by Foxy. So thank you for that. I'm sure that hurt you all, but helped us tremendously. So I appreciate that. Uh, all jokes aside, everybody around us was super talented and, and we'll get into that more later. Right. But, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely having a free product as well as just some of the, some of the ideas that you had, like the Keanu poster was brilliant. Right. Yeah. Uh, for, for those listening, uh, but didn't attend the convention, we had a couple different posters. Uh, the poster that worked really well was the one that uh, Ted just spoke about. We had a couple different, um, well, one actual meme and then two just kind of like pictures and they were of Keanu Reeves. And we basically told everyone. In all his glory. Uh, right, right. Uh, we basically told everyone that Keanu Reeves was our unofficial spokesperson. He just didn't know it yet. Yes. Um, and you know, it got people's attention and they'd be like, oh, Keanu's sure. the man and be like, damn right. He is. Yes, he and is. Fucking right. <laughs> and you know, we just put like the words Keanu Reeves thinks you need some geek garage swag. Um, and so, you know, that, that definitely got some people to, to stop. And then of course, you know, we had to make our little impromptu sign that said free buttons, because as you said, people would come by and be like, uh, you yeah. know, Oh, they're free. Like how much are the buttons? Yeah. They're free. Right. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, I wouldn't pay for these. I don't expect you to either. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Um, and then I, I'd say probably one of the most, uh, or the most successful part of the weekend, as far as like what we had to offer were our okay. Boomer grab bags. Yeah, if you had told me that some dipshit idea I had via text that just like talking to you would have ever done anything, I, w- I would not have believed it. <laughs> right. It happened, and I'm still not sure I believe it. So the, the whole birth of this is like, of course, the OK Boomer meme right. uh, is all over social media, all over everywhere. Um, and we were just kind of talking one night via text, and I was like, what if we do OK Boomer grab bags? Just sort of like half-jokingly, because I legitimately thought you'd be like, that's the du- shut the fuck up forever Ted that's so stupid um but basically it was just like a, a, a baggie like a plastic bag with um old people candy so like a Werther's yep. and one of those strawberry bonbon candies that nobody knows where they come right. from um and then a business card we we slapped those together made a quick meme of the Avengers scene or the Spider-Man scene where Tony Stark is like if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it we just changed that to say, you know, if you're nothing without one of our grab bags, you shouldn't have it. And then Parker slash Spider-Man's response is, okay, Boomer. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, people went bananas over that yeah. shit. Like, not only did people that come up and, and, like, have a good laugh about it, but, like, there were people that came up and they're like, are you the guys with the okay, Boomer grab bags? And <laughs> yeah. we were like, yes, uh, at least you know us for something. Right, you yeah. <laughs> I'm, I guess, you know, it, it's best to be known for something than to be known for nothing. So, uh, yeah, to not be known. So, yeah, but it was just like, we literally had to go, we ran out, yeah. we straight up ran out of those like Saturday and had to go get more, uh, more stuff to make them. And then completely ran out Sunday afternoon sometime. It was just like, Holy shit. Yeah. We must've given away like fucking 200 of those. things. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad problem to have. Uh, and, and you know, I, I said that, no, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we had probably like two pounds of those strawberry bonbons mm-hmm. and two or three pounds of Werther's. And it's just like, just like, like locusts, man, they just descended on them, it, which was awesome because like I said, a lot of people came up and were like, got a good laugh out of it, which is 
you know, making people laugh is always cool. I mean, that, that, that always feels good. And then, like, the fact that they were then just like, oh, you guys are funny. I'll check out the podcast as a result right. of this. Prepare to be let down, but also thank you. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of – We're much less funny. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, just just like you said, uh, it kind of ma- made you feel good. Like, uh, when – it was either, like, our generation or the, uh, the, the generation after us, like, you know, the younger kids, like, early 20s, I guess. The Zoomers. Yes, they, they would come yeah. by and they you know they'd laugh and they'd take a bag and then uh, a business card or or a button be like hey hey ted the young folks think we're funny the, the youth right yeah, the, the, the children the youth um yeah, so, the youths. yeah. Uh, my, my favorite though was the uh the older lady the actual boomer lady <laughs> who uh was not amused at all yes i just want to be like okay boomer it's about you, you know? <laughs> right yeah she she rolled her eyes so hard they might have popped out of her head possibly yeah yeah but um, you know but that's all right it's all right she, not, she's just proving our point gonna like you. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah um I, I think the biggest thing though that helped was the fact that we were just more presentable in general yeah we looked like we were supposed to be there and we're just a couple of guys who commandeered a table at a convention right yeah we we had our this was our first con where we had a booth and we also had our fancy trade show banner you know the big geek garage logo the the comic book logo yeah. um on the the blue um <clears throat> dotted backgrounds uh, it just like you said we were just overall more presentable we looked like a thing as opposed to just a couple of weirdos standing bes- uh, behind a table sure. that was completely yeah. naked aside from a couple buttons to give away um but yeah i uh i think pretty much the only thing that didn't work as well as i had hoped uh, i i know that you didn't really have too many reserved feelings about this because um qr code technology wasn't something that you were too familiar with it was something more that i was familiar with or at least thought i was familiar with uh but it was you know this this poster that i spent way more time on this poster than i did the keanu reeves poster so it only makes sense that the one that was thrown together in like 10 15 minutes got way more attention than the one i spent like half a day on um right and you know it had uh basically you know a couple cool like colored um you know logos on um, comic book like starburst that said said like you know help support the podcast uh, subscribe on you know whatever and then i had qr codes for each of the four main platforms for you know apple google spotify and youtube and um and then i had the same thing for all our social media for our email list and i was under the impression that all you had to do was pull up the camera app on your phone and hover over the qr code you were wrong uh yeah uh, and it turns out that that's only native technology as of right now, as of the, the recording of this podcast uh, to Apple or to, to iOS. Um, it's not yet uh, native to Android devices. Um, or if it is, uh, nobody knows how to work. Right. It, yeah. So. Because several people with Android phones took out their phone, took out the camera uh, and, and hover over and nothing happened. And I was like, well, this is only slightly embarrassing. Uh, mm. So, yeah, you should have just let me give the spiel that it was voodoo. So that would have that would have cleared it all. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> if that's the worst thing that happened, that's pretty minor. You know, because there sure. were, we gave them plenty of other ways to find us rather than just trying to scan a code that didn't. Right. Work. Right. So, yeah. Um, it's it's not. You know, big, big yeah, it's not terribly difficult at all to to find us on any of those four platforms and any of the other podcast platforms that are out there like Stitcher and um, Pocket Cast and all that. So. Sure. So yeah, uh, 
to uh, what about what about cosplays? Did you have a favorite cosplay that that we saw over the weekend? I, I did. I actually I have a couple, but okay. let me just say first, there were a lot of dope cosplays. There were there was a, a lot, lot of cosplays. Yeah, people definitely brought their um, A game to a uh, to GalaxyCon. Sure. And I mean, like, I'm no stranger to seeing cosplays. Like I said, I've been in a lot of conventions. Even this year, I've been in a lot of conventions or several conventions. And, like, there's always a few people that are like, man, that person is living the fucking gimmick. Right. But GalaxyCon was just like, it was basically like the major leagues. Yeah. Just about. It was like professionals almost. Right. Uh, and so, some of the people that were in the con in a physical capacity were definitely, like, semi-professional, professional cosplayers. But even just, like, the fans that were there were bringing their A game for sure. Right. Um. I would say it's a toss-up between these two. Um, the first, I think, was the most original cosplay I've ever seen. Um, it was two women that had dressed up as like a cross-play between Disney princesses and fast food restaurants. <laughs> um, so there was like the Taco Bell princess and the White Castle princess, um, which I thought was very funny uh, and very original. I'd never seen anything like that before, which I thought was cool. Unfortunately, I think they're going to just be edged out by the crossplay I saw, the Harley Quinn Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, that I originally confused for like Captain America Mandalorian. So I called her Captain Mandalorian, and uh, yeah, that was wrong. So <laughs> uh, she she politely corrected me, and she was a good sport about it, you know, yeah. because she was like, "Oh, didn't you see the diamond pattern here, or like the uh, the little heart here?" And I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot more sense uh, now." Plus, then when she took her helmet off, she actually had like the ponytail with the red and blue right uh, tips, like uh, like Harley Quinn and Suicide. I think it was in Suicide Squad had. Yeah, um, yeah. So that made a lot more sense. But that was like a dope cosplay Mandalorian cosplays are always dope looking because the Mandalorian design is sick. Yeah. Um, and she had like, she had done, she had gone all out with like the, you know, like handcrafted, um, body armor oh, and yeah. everything. So it was just, it, it was just dope. I thought it was super well done and, and super interesting. I'd never seen one like that before. So yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, uh, I mean, just a, a first attack on to, uh, both of those. I, I definitely agree with both like the, the originality of the, of crossing of Disney princesses against fast food is hilarious. Like just that sentence alone is enough to get pretty much anyone interested. Um, Especially me because I love Disney princesses and fast food. So I'm in by default basically. Um, And then regarding the, uh, the, the cross play or or whatever of uh, the, you know, Mandalorian and Harley Quinn, like I, one of my favorite parts, uh, which was, I thought was a really nice touch was what you just said about her having like the makeup and her hair and ponytails, because, you know, like it's a thing that you know mandalorians you know they're not supposed to take off their arm or whatever um but you know you can only walk around a convention with a helmet on for so long so you know if you do have to take off your helmet why not like represent uh you know half of your cosplay while your helmet's off so you know if some a-hole like i said man she was living the gimmick right yeah so if some a-hole is going to come up to you and be like you're supposed to have your helmet on you're a mandalorian blah 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 then you can a- actually be like well this is the other half Whip of- him with one of your pigtails hitch with your own pimp um so yeah i i thought that there was a really nice touch that she was basically you know it, it, for the face for the head area um she was harley quinn when for when sure. you took off the helmet so that was that was really cool um i i would have to say i i had a couple as well but my top one uh, has to be Arya from game of thrones i didn't get her name uh because you know i I complimented her on her cosplay and she kind of just, she said, thank you and kept on walking. Uh, you know, and just like we said with all the other people, um, 
no one was obligated in any sense to to uh, s- stick around at our booth or or say hi to us or anything. Sure. So well, I didn't. She was in like a group, so right. I definitely understand like her just being like, "Okay, thanks," and and keeping it moving. Like she was polite about it. Like it, I didn't feel like it was dismissive, but at the same oh, yeah. time, like I totally get her being like, "I'm you know we're we're on to the next thing." Right. Yeah, and, and but you know just from my quick glance at her her costume, I loved that it or it seemed like uh, at least part of it was DIY or you know put together but it looked legit like it looked exactly like you know what Arya wore at the battle of winterfell and yeah uh, Arya was just my favorite character uh to begin with from from game of thrones um close second john snow uh but yeah it, he knows nothing right he, he he knows nothing um and yeah but uh so Arya probably yeah. my favorite and then uh, Hagrid was was a lot of fun I know uh, we had a, a good laugh about Hagrid you know he uh, yeah they, on stilts right that was hard yeah he was on stilts and we um you stood up I, I forgot exactly what you said you were like there's not enough uh, room for both of us or, oh yeah I was like there's no, I stood up and like we were basically eye level at that point right he, I was like there's not enough room here for both of us boss <laughs> and he got a good laugh about it we talked for a few minutes and uh because uh, they just happened to be stopped in line kind of right in front of our booth. So he was a good dude. I, I can't remember his name, but uh, he was a solid guy. I, and I, I think that was his uh, wife or girlfriend that was with sure. him. Um, she was very nice as well, uh, but they were dope. There were a lot of good cosplays just in general. Right. Like I said, or like we both said, there were a lot of people that really showed showed up and showed out. Um, I think those were just kind of our favorites, but there were a lot of a lot of great Doctor Who's mm-hmm. as well, because I think David Tennant was there for meet and greets. Yep. So a lot of people dressed up as him from Doctor Who. Uh, a lot of Princess Bride characters, because a couple of the actors from that yep. were uh, at the convention as well. So uh, like Wesley and, and uh, Princess Buttercup came up and talked to us for a while. I, I can't remember her name, uh, but she was there for a while. And oh my God, My Hero Academia is like a movement. Yes, yeah. It, it's just that that's our default <clears throat> answer to any cosplay that we don't know anymore. We decided just hey we don't know that cosplay it must be from my hero academia <laughs> because you would be surprised how often that's actually the the fucking case right <laughs> yeah like we joke but it's it's not a bad fallback plan yeah um there were so many people it, like i straight up there was basically like a my hero academia army yeah moving around yeah that's... Uh, that was very cool uh a lot of harry potter yep that's always a popular one um yeah spider-man and a surprising uh, amount of yeah spider gwen i saw one uh spider gwen I, I didn't get a chance to catch her name but she had like the, the hair exactly right like, oh yeah dye and, and the shave side right and i was just like yo sister living the gimmick for real <laughs> yeah prop and uh she was like thank you you know i was like no but for real like you put in like you went the extra mile a lot of people were just like oh i'll just put the mask on i'll be but she was like full on like she had her hair done. i was like jesus that's commitment more than i've ever put that's more effort than i've ever put into anything you know right like she's she's out here doing it for real now nah, uh, and then of course a lot of mandalorian yeah yeah for sure um uh like you said mandalorian armor it, it's just it's badass in its own right it's dope. and uh, i'm not even a huge star wars guy and it's dope. right and, and you know boba fett has always kind of been one of those really popular like fan favorites and especially now that uh, the the Disney Plus show Mandalorian is out and it's doing really well, getting really good reviews and fan reactions. Um, it, it it was pretty natural to see a lot of Mandalorian armor out there, which which was cool because there was there was a lot of different stuff uh, to to see. Um, you know, like the the crossplay of Harley Quinn and the Mandalorian armor. So 
that that was cool for sure um do you want to do do you want to do some shout outs for everybody that yeah came by yeah we we that? have we have a few to get through yeah so um to to give a quick preface to this we tried to remember everybody that came by uh, and gave us a business card um or you know we're like hey let's get some cross promo going or just came by and talked to us for an extended period of time I think we got everybody, but if we did not, please do not take offense. The whole weekend was a blur. Plus, we're old, and I've been hitting the head like a thousand times, so I don't remember shit anyway. Um, same, fam. <laughs> same. Fade me, fam. Uh, we do <laughs> plan to do like a blog post and or like a social media post that has everybody and their links, because a lot of you, like I said, do give us business cards. And you're like, hey, I do um, art, or like I'm a cosplayer, or like, you know, just give me a shout out here. Um, so we will do that. Uh, like I said, we'll do probably a blog post and then like a social media post as well. So um, if you, if we don't say your name, if you listen to the podcast and you're like, Hey, you assholes, I came by, um, send us a shout on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And, you know, we'll add you to the list for sure. Uh, again, it's nothing yeah. personal. It's just, we met so many awesome people. Um, and you know, I, I wrestled forever and like, I've been hit in the head a thousand times. So like, I'm dumb on top of all that. There's just so many excuses <laughs> I could use. Um, but right. first, thank you to the people that came by our booth. Dylan, who was the first person we ever met in real life that listened to the podcast that we didn't already know. Uh, Gail, yes. expert, seamstress, uh, the conglomeration sci-fi con in Louisville. They're, one of their reps came by. Roman, artist and Spider-Man cosplayer. Tyler from the nerd.guide. Solid dude. We chatted for a while about, you know, just uh, trying to get your podcast or your blog off the ground and get a following. Uh Shannon, civil rights lawyer in Louisville and huge Trekkie. Uh, she was super dope. We talked for a while. Uh, the people from fairy tale fair and then the people from cosplay United, all of those were solid. Thank you all for coming by and talking for a while, as well as just the people that came by and, and talked to didn't have anything who were just at the con. Um, right. Thank you all. That, that was again, deeply humbling and very cool of you to swing by and talk to two random dudes from Nashville. That was very cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the uh, the second set of shout outs that we have were the artists that were kind of in our general vicinity uh, and or the, uh, the the artists and vendors just in general that that kind of either came by the booth or we went by theirs and we picked up their business card and say like, hey, we're we're going to do a follow up episode kind of unpacking all of our different feelings and summarizing how our, our trip went and they were they were willing to you know let us give them a shout out so this is um <clears throat> this is kind of like their section so um the first first up we have uh steven O'Pry. he's an author he did uh i think the book is called zombie earth and it's about zombies um yes it's it's relatively straightforward very well titled yeah (laughs) yes uh you you can check him out on uh facebook at facebook.com slash zombie earth uh you uh i believe there's a link there to go buy his book if you uh if you want to buy it online it seems really cool we we weren't able to get a copy but we read a quick uh, summary and it seems like a really dope novel yeah for sure for sure so next up we have mike olm who's an illustrator and artist you can find his work at mikeolm.com he does a lot of different kinds of stuff he had like a huge array of like prints and stickers and buttons and all kinds of different stuff and like it was all not in different styles necessarily but like um different influences like he had some that were like realistic pokemon or like what pokemon would look like if they were like a real creature on earth um he had some that he called i think like the good boys of chicago that was just like dog drawings that were very dope uh and he was just a solid guy we we were able to talk like i said he was kind of right next to us um in the booth so we talked a little bit over the weekend just cool dude in general 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was he was really neat. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, next up, we have Corden Gamer Association, uh, aka Critical Hits. Uh, they're located at cga.doodlekit.com. Um, this uh, this guy, I, I I can't remember his name. Um, I, I don't know if it was on on the card that he gave us or not. Uh, Ted, do you do you remember his name by chance? Um, unfortunately, I do not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you just want to go to the website, cga.doodlekit.com, um, they are the, probably one of Ted and I's favorites that we ran into over the weekend. Uh, I don't want to try and play favorites or anything, but this is a, it, it's a nonprofit and they, they have a setup where people can go and like play tabletop games like D and D and, and other RPGs. And, uh, they also teach like really important life skills. So it's, it's almost like a place where all different walks of life, especially the underprivileged can go and, and just have a community to, to lean on as far as like, yeah. you know, being into nerdy stuff and just needing a community in general. And we were just like, so incredibly taken aback by the, their mission overall. We were just like, that is a fucking incredible idea. Um, and yeah, I, I, I wish I could remember the man's name who came by and talked to us, but he was super cool. And, um, pitched it in a much more succinct way than either one of us could. But. Sure, sure, but yeah, definitely, definitely check them out, it, it, especially if you're in that located in that area. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we have Marilyn Barr, who is a paranormal romance author, which sounds dope as shit. To be right. honest with you, I'm not really yeah, into that's... romance, but like that sounds cool. I mean, that's um, like my you know, new favorite book genre <laughs> just by right. default. I know. Right. Like I said, I, I don't think I've ever read like a straight romance novel, but like I, I would check it out. Like you've got ghosts and shit. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> There's uh, ghosts you in your her- blood. You should do cocaine about it. <laughs> do cocaine about it. Uh, yeah. You can find her work at marylandbar.com. That's Maryland B A R R bar.com. Right. Um, next up we have Braxton, uh, Gaither. Uh, he was a artist and illustrator. Uh, he's located at braxtondraws.com. Um, and this, uh, Braxton, he was kind of diagonal from us. And unfortunately we didn't have a, a whole lot of time to chat with him. We, we mainly got to know him when the, uh, the con was winding down Sunday evening and we were right. kind of like making last ditch efforts to go talk to people. We just did not have the opportunity to. Yeah, he was super, super cool. Um, he had a, a skateboard deck that he had done um, that he had on display. I don't know if it was for sale or not. I don't think it was because I didn't see a price on it. And, yeah. Um, you know, it was just up there for display. But it was like, we were both kind of like, how'd you do that? And he's like, I sanded that motherfucker down, crushed up some, you know, like, colored pencils, colored pencils and vegetable oil and painted it right on there. I was like, that's the most badass shit I've ever heard in my life, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we, we, were bo- we were both just like... Um, just like wow well we just yeah. how how did you do that um and plus right. like uh it i think the majority of his work and his favorite medium is just uh ink uh ink work like just black mm. ink and uh and that's primarily what he gave us in terms of you know the the trade for our stupid ass buttons um you know he gave us some ink work and um it's just out of this world it's it has like this surrealist touch to it almost uh, it kind of reminds me a little it's bit all of kind like, of like um macabre yeah i would say yeah, uh, yeah but not like overly like gory or anything. it's not like no. super super graphic it's just it's no. so fucking dope check out his work for sure um 
I did also love his quote where he was like, yeah, I mostly listen to fucked up shit and then draw fucked up shit. I was like, all right, a man after my own heart. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that that sounds like a, a winning formula to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, behind him uh, in the booth was also, I guess, his partner, Colleen Cernick. Um, she is also a an artist. She does portraiture, floral paintings, and uh, various works in watercolor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find her at ColleenCernick.com, C-O-L-L-E-E-N-C-E-R-N-I-K, ColleenCernick.com. Um, I will say that uh, she looked like she had a lot of people come by and check out her stuff, and she definitely stood out. Um, like just in our area, it was a lot of people that their art wasn't all the same. Like, you know, it didn't like, they all definitely had their own style, but it was all very much like kind of what you would expect in a lot of ways, like right. comic characters or movie characters, sci-fi stuff. And it was right. all good. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, they, they all had definitely had a like unique style and a distinctive style, but like just the fact that her stuff was like bright and like watercolors and floor paintings, like it stood out. And, and like I said, she looked like she had a lot of people over there checking it out. And obviously they should have been cause her work is fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, um, if you get a chance, definitely go check out her work, uh, on her website. I think she has an Instagram as well. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of watercolor works. Uh, I, I, haven't gotten a chance to do a whole lot of it mainly because I'm intimidated by it and I'm just not a talented (laughs) artist, but, uh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely go check her out. Um, the gentleman next to us, uh, to, to my left was not like direction really matters, but you know, whatever. Um, his, uh, his name was Ross Hayes. Um, you can find him at Ross Hayes design, uh, on Instagram. Um, he, he had a really, uh, interesting and really cool collection of, of different illustrations. It almost like he, he enjoyed doing different styles, uh, all, all, all at once, or not like in one artwork, but you know, like he had, he had all of his, uh, examples, um, of his work and, and stuff you can kind of flip through on at his booth. And it, it, I mean, Ted, did, did it seem like to you that there was like various, uh, stylings, um, within his artwork? Yeah, that dude is like super diverse in terms of like the different styles he worked in. Like right. he had a lot of like pulpy, hard sci-fi stuff that reminded me of maybe like Heavy Metal Magazine mm-hmm. or some of those like seventies sci-fi magazines. Um, but he but he also had stuff that was like um, like he had his own iteration of like Pokemon drawings that were really popular. He had like stuff. He had one that was of Elvira, right? Uh, like just a bunch of different stuff. He had like a huge doodle pad with him too. So throughout the weekend he was doing different stuff and, um, excuse me, like, uh, you know, he had one that was like Captain America and then he had one that was like Batman. So he had like the typical, um, comic book stuff, but you know, he also, he also had one that had me fucking just about in tears where it was like, uh, the actually (laughs) meme guy, uh, that was like, he had that, that the quote was like, actually anime is better dubbed in English. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of people stopped and were like pissed right. in, in like a jokey way, which I was just like, that's so fucking good. Why didn't we think of that? Right. But yeah. And, and it's all a dude, you know, it was nice to have somebody around us that was like old. Yeah. Like us, oh, uh, that could relate to like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm there, there was definitely a, a very diverse uh, set of artists um, in the artist alley as 
as far as age goes, but around us, it was, I felt like primarily it was, they were a little on the younger side, like, uh, like between 20 to like maybe late twenties. So, you know, not as old as, you know, like 33 and 34 or whatever. Um, So it it was neat to, to talk to someone who, you know, had a, a, tiny bit more life experience and uh, to the point where we can kind of uh, relate a little bit more on, on certain things. So. Yeah. Plus it seemed like he was sort of in a similar space as we were in terms of like just getting out there in the con scene, so to speak, and like kind of just starting out with trying to get booths and stuff. So it it was cool to talk about like his experience with that and compare it to ours and like just swap ideas with one another to see like, well, this worked for us. Maybe it'll work for you and vice versa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, are we uh are we ready to go on to our our last one and maybe possibly put our beef aside? I'm going to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I I've had a week to kind of decompress yeah. um and and let this one go. I, I'm a man of my word. I said we would squash it, so we're going to. All right. Um although being called a boomer, that's going to sting for a while. <laughs> I mean, not to mention the fact hurt, that it's not entirely accurate, but it's also not true, exactly. So that made it hurt even worse. But uh, the Miserable Arts group across from us, that's not a knock. That's literally Miserable Arts is the name of their... Right. Um, <laughs> that was the name of the, the, the booth yep. uh, and company. So it was uh, three th- three nice young ladies that were across from us. I'm using the term nice very loosely here. <laughs> um, but uh, Maria, who is the, the head, and uh, you can find her on Instagram at Miserable Arts. She was the, it was her booth mm-hmm. and she was like the artist running it. Right. Um, she did have her two friends with her who were moral support and also um, artists in their own yep. right. Uh, Rachel Watts, you can find her on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rachel Anime Adventure or on Instagram at Rachel's Random Artwork. Um, she does a lot of different stuff as well. Plus she has, like I said, that YouTube channel that's got about 4 billion followers or look like, I think like 30% of the population of the earth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I checked it out like after the con, like I, that's, you know, I went through all the business cards and, you know, people's info that uh, they gave us. And I was just, just knocking them out one by one, like subscribing or following whatever, you know, their first call to action was. And I get to her and I was like, okay. And I went to her YouTube and it was like six point something thousand subs. And I was, I was like, what the fuck? Like we should have been talking to her the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. Why weren't we like trying to get ideas from her? Because she's clearly fucking succeeding where we're just like, uh, podcast, listen, right. you know, like fucking caveman. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the one that called me a boomer who um, I'm just going to this is going to be the hardest to, to squash the beef with, especially because like I was like, damn, she likes the Wu-Tang Clan. So this hurts even doubly that like, you know, we're fighting about this because that's my jam. Right. But uh, Zaylee, you can find her on Instagram at Morticia underscore X. Uh, she also had a very sick Frankenstein tattoo and she's big in the roller derby as the ghost face hitta, which is a great name uh, and plays along with the Wu-Tang stuff. Yeah. So it hurts the most that she was the meanest. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, but it, I, I right, but it Something. also makes sense that she would be ruthless because she's uh, into roller derby. Uh, I mean, that, that yes, and the Wu Tang Clan, so it, it makes perfect a, sense. I guess she's a hard but, motherfucker. Yeah, she is. Uh, in fact, a badass. Yeah, uh, but it was cool. They were super nice from basically the second we got there Friday morning. Um, you know, like really outgoing, and I was shocked because I wouldn't want to talk to me. So the <laughs> fact that they were like talking to us the whole time and like. 
um, just super cool. And, and, you know, teaching us all the new youth lingo. Right. Uh, yes. The children's use. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was very cool. So they're all dope. Check out their work. Um, we gave them a t-shirt and uh, she, she gave us a Dragon Ball print that David stole. So that was <laughs> I, dope. <laughs> I did not steal it. Uh, I will bring it to you. I promise. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, they were super awesome. The whole con was super awesome. Uh, it, it exceeded even my wildest. I didn't really have expectations, but it definitely exceeded like my wildest expectations. Yeah, we we didn't. We went in and we were both talking like we didn't know what to expect, and we just decided because of that, like to set the expectations at zero, not to be like pessimists or negative. We just wanted to go in with like, you know, a fresh clean slate and just be like, okay, this, this is the bar that we're going to kind of set everything at, you know, and, and just whatever, whatever happens, we're, we're just going to do our best. And and then we'll, we'll take this as a learning experience, no matter what happens. And man, like, just like you said, it fucking blew all of our, you know, non-existent expectations out of the water. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be tough for our next con to, uh, to top that. So I think we should talk about what our next con is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good point. segue. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So go ahead. As of now, our next scheduled con is going to be, uh, evil con in Evansville, Indiana. Um, we have actually met them before they were at a Kai con in the booth next to us, making us look fucking bad. So, um, really they're to blame for us getting our shit together. So thank you for that. Um, also, um, Robert, the head of the con came yep. by our booth and was like, don't I know you guys? And, and then we were like, Oh shit. Yeah, we do know you. And, uh, you know, we talked for a while and we ended up just being like, uh, he basically invited us to evil con. and was like, yeah, if you guys want, you know, email me and reach out. So David went by and talked to him on Sunday. I was like, I think, you know, David and I talked about it first. And then, uh, he went and talked to Robert Sunday. Like I said, and was like, yeah, dude, we're, we're fucking in. We definitely love to have a booth and come up there. So that's in, um, April, I think March or April. Uh, yeah. End of March. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get all the details figured out, and of course, just like we do with GalaxyCon, we'll talk about it until you're sick of fucking hearing about it uh, <laughs> leading up to it. But uh, yeah. come say what's up, check us out there. Also, just check out the con because all the people that um, we've met that that are involved with it, like I said, Robert heads it up, as well as a couple of the other people that were in the booth that we've met and talked to. They're super nice, super cool. Um, so I'm very excited to be a part of that. I think we might also host a panel. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is also a yeah, possibility. That was something that was talked about. Yeah. We, uh, Robert actually was the one that threw that out there. He was like, would you be interested in hosting a panel? We're like, sure. <laughs> like it, yeah. it, before that, it was something that you and I had tossed around. If we ever had the opportunity to, and like what we might do. And this kind of put us uh, like a, like deer in the headlights. We were like, uh, like, okay, we need to get this shit figured out now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it is, uh, evil con. So E V I L L E like evil, this like a city evil con 2020 in Evansville, Indiana. It is March 20th through the 22nd that weekend, uh, in Evansville. It's apparently 111 days away. According to their website, it is their counter. Yeah. yeah, Their counter on the website. It is the year of the cat apparently is their theme. Um, I'm looking at their, I'm looking at their uh, website right now. And first of all, their website's dope, but they also, it looks like they got a lot of cool shit going on. I'm very stoked to be, uh, to be involved in this and to have been invited. Yeah. Um, so check it out. Their website is evilcon.com. Again, that's E V I L L E C O N.com. Check it out. I'm excited. David's excited. We went way over the allotment that we were going to do this episode for. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we rock. Not really. We're okay. Right. But yeah. 
Thank you again to everybody at GalaxyCon, including the three awful people who are across from us who uh, <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job of squashing the bees with, all the super talented artists that were around us, all the people who mm-hmm. came by the booth, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, it was dope. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody. Um, David, we got to go to the movies like now. Our movie's we starting do. in like 25 minutes. So Yeah. All right. Well, so yes. Wrap this uh, one up. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, to everyone at the convention. Like Ted said, uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode. And as always, be kind, stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye.